Welcome back everyone, Mike Wiedemach here. Today's topic is a big one, fat loss. So fat loss is one of the most researched terms in terms of fitness, but most people don't really get it. It's like, okay, you eat less, you move more and the fat goes away. Is that true? Well, to some extent. So here is what needs to happen. You have a fat cell that basically contains three fatty acids and then and then a glycerol atom. So basically, when we're talking about fat, there's three kinds, right? There's the visceral fat, which is coated around the organs, which presents a huge problem to your health if you have it. Then there's the intramuscular fat, which is when you have a Kobe steak or so, it's like marbled into the beef. Very few people actually have to be concerned about that. That's most people who spend time in cold water, and that's very minimal. And then there's subcutaneous fat, which is obviously the fat that's unsightly to want to get rid of. So when people say, I want to get toned, what they really mean is that they want to get rid of that particular fat in order to see their muscles, since they have to, otherwise they couldn't stand. So, okay, so, so how does this work? So basically, an event needs to happen where you put out adrenaline or noradrenaline, which could be hunger, exercise, shivering, so on and so forth. Then, in response to the adrenaline response, the body sends out cortisol. Then the body sends out cortisol, which, lo and behold, does not make you fat, despite what the internet says, but it simply puts out glucose and free fatty acids into the bloodstream. And then they're being used up during the exercise or to curb hunger, or whatever, to stay alive. And if you're in a correct deficit, they're not being replenished, so the fat cell empties, right? It does not die, it just shrinks. So it, imagine it goes from grape to raisin. So now, of course, capitalism kicks in and we're being sold a whole bunch of products that burn fat for us. So I grouped them into three groups and we go through them one by one. Number one would be the so-called stimulants. Number one being caffeine, which is what you find in any fat burner, be it uh, green tea, straight up caffeine, and so on and so forth, which does have a very mild fat burning effect as well as a hunger retardant. But I wouldn't overestimate the power. So like I said, it comes to about maybe an extra 100 calories a day, right? Also, it can be had much cheaper if you just went and got some straight up caffeine tablets. There's no need to buy an hour fat burner. Then there would be the beta tumor medicas, which comes as clenbuterol, ephedrine, yohimbin falls in the category. They basically stimulate the body into higher heart rate, a higher temperature, thereby causing it to burn fat. It creates their own adrenaline output. The issue with those things is that there can be side effects in terms of tachycardia, it can be dangerous on the heart, and over jittery, sleeplessness, some people have hallucinations, so to be taken with care. There is a reason most of these are illegal. Even though I do not think, and that's just my personal stupid opinion, they deserve to be treated with the, the craziness that are being treated. Um, if they're being used within the proper range, they're actually quite good medications. Then there is the thyroid group. So everybody knows somebody who has low thyroid, right? And hence force gains weight. So well, first of all, the people with low thyroid, on average, is about 6% of the population. So that's 6% of the population who actually do suffer from this, and the rest is simply eating too much. So when somebody produces not enough thyroid hormone, T3, then that can lead to sluggishness, like not willing to move, and so on and so forth, and weight gain, because the person doesn't have the energy to do much. That then is being fixed with medications such as Synthroid, it's quite easily but like I said the majority of people who take those do not have any practical use for them in the sense that their thyroid functions just fine 
they're just too lazy to watch their diet. What happens if you use thyroid medication and you have a healthy thyroid? Well, chances are that afterwards you won't have a thyroid anymore because it goes dormant, right? So then you have to send the medications. The other thing with uh, T3 and all that stuff is it burns everything. It makes the body into a ginormous furnace, which means muscle and fat go through just as well, right? So those medications, of course, people, you know, going the extra mile and like, oh, so that medication is catabolic, but does burn body fat. Let me simply offset the catabolism with anabolic steroids and then have a winning combination. Now, I'm not gonna lie to you, it works, right? So, I mean, anybody who has watched track and field, uh, American football, bodybuilding competitions can attest to that these, these drugs work extremely well. But, you know, that comes obviously with a side effect as well. Like I said, attention on the heart, lung functions, and can cause the thyroid to go dormant. And then the last category is whatever is insulin related. So we all have heard the Ozempic hype these days. Let me have an older one with metformin. So metformin is a medication that's used to treat diabetes part two, and it basically decreases glucogen, which is the hormone that, that puts out more glycogen and glucose in the bloodstream. And it improves insulin sensitivity by making you more insulin efficient. So that drug is good if you're a diabetic, right? Other than that, you're simply messing with what's actually a functioning insulin system. And you're setting yourself for a lifelong treatment. And then, of course, there's Ozempic. So Ozempic is a semaglutide, which basically means it stimulates insulin, decreases glucogen, and it lowers blood sugar, thereby creating feelings of fullness, sometimes even nausea. Okay. That's why people lose weight. They stop eating. The issue is that people that go on Ozempic or metformin, they simply don't eat, more extremely so on Ozempic, which then causes them to lose muscle and not just body fat. So when they go off the medication, they have lost, let's say, 30 pounds, but a good chunk of that is muscle, which means their basic metabolic resting rate is much, much lower than it was beforehand. Henceforth, they're going to blow back up and then some. Okay. So what is the moral of all this? Well, I hate to break it to you, but if you were to take um, a thousand people that happen in shape for, let's say, 10 years, you would see that what they have in common is their lifestyle, right? In terms of training and eating. So there might be differences, like some people might be doing more cardio, less weights or vice versa. And some people might eat more fish or what have you. But in general, these people, they don't miss meals for the most part. They have their four to five rockets a weekend and that's how they stay lean. And that's really what it takes. So if you want to lose body fat, right? There's two things you have to do. You must be in a caloric deficit, no matter what, and you must train with weights. Training with weights will prevent you from losing muscle mass. Because when there's a caloric deficit, the first thing the body does is like, oh crap, let me cut the muscle, because that costs energy, versus the fat costs me very little energy to sustain. So that's why people who do excessive cardio, they simply become skinny fat, because they burn most of their muscle and keep a good chunk of fat. And then, of course, in that extreme, that's people who use Ozempic or people who use a gastric bypass, which is basically making the stomach smaller, thereby causing them to eat less. Again, if that is not accompanied by, by weight training, it really doesn't work. So from the classes of quote-unquote fat burners, 
the only ones that have some value and are somewhat tried and true, I would say, is the old caffeine-ephedrine combination, which is illegal by now in most countries, sadly, just because some crackheads made crystal meth out of it. But that actually has been shown to work reasonably safe and give some decent results. But even with that, you have to understand that any athlete you see that has extremely low body fat, great musculature development, is not because they found Ozempic or whatever. It's simply because they have put in the years of leaving a certain lifestyle and maintaining that, and that's what gives them the physique. So in a nutshell, caloric deficit, where you either go low carb or low fat, and gym weights three times a week, add some cardio if needed, and you repeat that over how many weeks is necessary, and that will actually get you to a lean physique, not just to a lighter physique. By lean, I mean, you know, you have more visible muscular musculature, and you're not just skinny fat. So, yes, sadly, Ozempic is not the cure for obesity. It's just going to be another vehicle that puts people in a yo-yo diet, have a probably horrible side effects, and then in the end, they're going to be more frustrated than before, and they are going to be convinced that nothing works for them because they have tried everything except the one thing that works, which is counting calories and working out, my God.